What's up, everybody? You are now tuning in and listening to Cedric, Chris, Dempsey, and Justin, and we are the men of the year. Your mama's favorite group of men streaming on all major podcast platforms. So please subscribe to Men of the Year Pod for the latest content and leave a positive rating and review and let us know how we're doing. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Men of the Year Pod. And if you have questions, suggestions, need advice, or want us to discuss a specific topic, feel free to email us at menoftheyearpod at yahoo.com or shoot us a message on social media. We appreciate you and we thank you for joining us. Let's get to the episode. Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year. Fellas, fellas, good evening. It is Friday. Friday, Friday. Well, Saturday for me. No, yeah, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday for you. Yes. <laughs> out in, yes. in Sand and Camel Land. Yeah. Man, that's a, that a cool looking video, though, seeing all those camels. like. Yeah, just f- roaming free. Yeah, they kind of remind me of like horses over here, you know, just kind of like since they're like fenced in and shit. Yeah. And we ride yeah. them. Right, Don't right. Don't judge me too hard. <laughs> hey, Chris, man. So week one at your new job was is in the bag. How did it go? I was good. Um, it was literally a week of orientation. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that much. Um, they gave us a very high level overview of like the mortgage industry and stuff, which I shot you guys over some information about like your your. Credit karma being actually a fake score and how it can be off by like 70, 80, 90 points and like any tips and stuff. I'll, I'll end up shooting over your guys' way, but it's been, it's been good. Um, fun so far starting next week uh, is the actual training. It's four to five weeks of, of straight training with quizzes and tests every, every day. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. okay. I'm not really, I'm not really stressed about it because I mean, said, you know me. Um, with work and stuff, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with, uh, all that type of shit, all the analytical stuff. So all good. What about you, Dempsey? How did you, uh, how did you finish the week? I managed, you know, to finish it all good, man. Just another week at work, you know, another, uh, another dollar in the bank, man. That's about it. How about you? How about you, Justin? My week was pretty good. Pretty standard. All right. I mean, it don't change much here. Like, <laughs> I mean, you so saw the camels, I, right? Yeah. So uh, that was actually pretty cool because everyone was talking about it. Like, man, I ain't seen these damn camels since I've been here. And then we was out there uh, doing PT in the eve, uh, in the afternoon, and I was like, damn, it's a whole herd of them out here. <laughs> uh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Uh, Hey, for all of our listeners, we thank you guys so much for tuning in on our first episode and our bonus episode. You guys have given us great feedback. We're taking that feedback and criticism and we are running with it. Uh, We have so much content for the future. There's a lot of cool things that we're going to be talking about that we have in store. And we're also going to have some really great guests who are going to have a lot of information and and wisdom and advice to share with not only us, but with you guys too. So just keep tuning in. We're on all podcast platforms and we really, like I said, appreciate you guys for joining us and, and listening to us and speaking our truths. But for today, 
you want to get a, we want to kind of get into the root of, you know, men of the year and men's health. And one thing that we want to talk about with you guys is as a man, why is it, why is it so taboo for a man to go visit a therapist? And we just kind of want to pick each other brains and kind of get to the root of it. Well, I think, you know, for men, you know, there's the supposed to be, you know, the, the physical support, you know, I mean, for women, you know, they're supposed to be the, they're seen as the emotional support. So when it comes time, you know, if they're ever seen at all crying mm-hmm. or emotional, all, yeah, yeah, it, it, it emasculates them. So that's, so, that's, that's my take. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I guess we want to kind of find out why is there such an overall fear or trepidation for, for our common man to visit a therapist or a psychologist to get to the root of any issues that he may have. What do you think, Chris? What's your take on it, man? Um, from my experience, it's not so much that therapy is taboo. Um, a lot of it's uh, me not knowing where to go, who to ask, and then um, me not trusting people. So even though it's a it's a professional and it's, you know, safe and secure information, yada, yada, yada. They, they can't talk to anyone because the, that client privilege thing. Um, I just don't really trust people. So that's, that's one of the reasons why I know I've, I've struggled with uh, getting any help. So, so I got, I got a quick question because you said, said, Nope. I gotta ask you, (laughs) you said that you don't trust people. Why is that? What's the general reason behind that? Um, well, uh, okay. I guess I'm getting deep. Um, so the basis of this, let's talk about it. (laughs) Um, we got time. Yeah, this is definitely a a hard topic. So for anyone that doesn't like hearing about bad things that happen to kids, you might want to fast forward a bit. Um, so after my, my father passed when, when I was about six, um, six or seven, <clears throat> whenever my mom had to go places, obviously she had to get a babysitter for us. Mm-hmm. And one of those babysitters, she was a regular babysitter for my mom. And one night she decided to have her college friends over and they'd all been drinking. Long story short, <clears throat> um, they were doing things inappropriately. I was trying to speak out about it <clears throat> and uh, was raped. Damn, bro. Um, take take your time, man. Take your time. We here for you. We don't have to. We don't have to even talk about it if you don't want to talk about it, man. Yeah. You can go ahead and edit this out if you want to. Yeah, if you want to. We're here. Take your time, man. So, <clears throat> and I was told basically that my my mom would never believe me. All this other stuff. So <clears throat> I uh, kind of took that as a sign of what people were. Mm-hmm. And just that's that's kind of been the baseline. So that's 100% fair. It really is. Um, you know what? I, I, I am now at a loss for words. I was not expecting that. Chris, we are here with you, man. Um, yeah, that's. Whew. Yeah, take your time, man. 
we'll uh we'll we'll come back to you. Uh hey Justin, while while he's uh gathering himself, why do you think there's uh an overall fear of you know men visiting a psychologist or therapist, excuse me? So um me personally, I took a different approach at it. I kind of wanted to look at why don't we feel comfortable going? And mm-hmm. I looked at it from two different perspectives. I looked at it as from um, an African-American perspective and also as a male. Um, so this is what I got. So 75% of therapists are women. Mm-hmm. So do you naturally feel inclined to talk to a woman about a lot of your problems? Because in that situation, I feel like she may not understand. I know she's a licensed therapist and stuff like that, but I think it's hard for someone of the opposite gender to be able to fully understand and walk in the shoes of a man, in my opinion. Yeah. And then also 16% of therapists are minorities. So now we're starting to um, shrink down uh, people that you feel comfortable with talking to. Yeah. So especially for us as African-Americans, uh, I think that's that plays a huge part in us not going to therapy. I know Dempsey handed on earlier um about the stereotype of uh if you go seek therapy you're considered a weak or weak-minded and i do believe that is uh something that is uh really heavy in our culture mm-hmm. and then so us as african-americans we make up 13 percent of the u.s population and then to break that down even more only two percent of african-americans are actually therapists so like sorry and the population of therapists, only 2% of them are actually black. Mm-hmm. And obviously, again, predominantly females. So another thing you have to think about it is this way is, uh, do you feel comfortable uh, talking with someone of a different gender, of a different uh, race, about some of the issues that you may be dealing with? Yeah. Um, me personally, as a kid, I actually did have a therapist. Uh, she was white. She was a woman. Uh, I've had a couple of different ones, but she was one of the ones I was able to uh, open up to the most because mm-hmm. she just took a different approach. But um, also I wanted to highlight that we actually do as African-Americans actually do go to therapy. We just don't go to what everyone else would deem as a therapist. Mm-hmm. So think about it this way. When you go get your haircut, if you go to like an African-American barbershop, it's like a safe place. Everyone's yeah. in there talking, uh, you know, you're chatting. It's the same thing for women. When you go get your hair done, your therapist is actually the person that's doing your hair. So yeah. that's kind of uh, crazy to look at when you think about it, because actually really is a safe space and you open up and you talk to your barber because that guy usually or that woman usually sees you twice a month or once a month. So you kind of catch up, you yeah. know, they're asking you, how's your life? You know, how things going? And, you know, you chat back and forth and uh, it's kind of crazy because there's a movie that's called Soul that's out. And I think it's great. Uh, it's a great example of what really goes on in a uh, barbershop, especially an African-American barbershop. Uh, the guy yeah. actually went in and ended up having a whole therapy session, you know, and was able to figure out some truths about his life and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, I've always enjoyed my haircuts, man, especially uh, some of the barbershops I've gone to, being able to talk to uh, older African-Americans and just kind of hear their perspective on life and their wisdom going forward. So that's greatly been able to help me. So I don't think it's necessarily a taboo 
subject. I think we're just not looking at it um, in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Trying to find that comfort zone kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, they're not licensed therapists, but I do think that's a form of therapy for us. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's a good point, because whenever I go to the barbershop to get a fade, it's kind of like I get to unleash any type of problems or issues or run-ins that I have with my barber. And he going to listen because he's trying to... Y'all's barber. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's funny because... I mean, they they gonna stand there and cut your hair. They still gonna listen because they want that tip. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> give me that money. <laughs> yeah, they'll tell me whatever they need as long as they get that nice tip. I'm like, man, here you go, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yo, kind of. Uh, I want to circle back around, uh, Chris. Man, you. Um, that was that was really deep. That was something very personal. I've known you for 12 years, and you know, I've never I've never known that I can understand why, because that's something that is extremely painful and very uncomfortable to talk about. But if you want, we can get back to you and uh, kind of dig a little deeper on why you think there's still a fear because, you know, before you dropped that ball on us, you were kind of explaining why there is that intrepidation to, you know, visit therapist as, as a man. So, I mean, but th- we can leave that up to you and I can go ahead and yeah. give my perspective right no, now I'm good. Um, okay. just making sure so man yeah uh so kind of like touching on what justin was saying it's all about that vulnerability and who you feel comfortable with you know um mm-hmm. trying to find those people that you connect with and uh one of the things that like I've, I've realized is like with any of the movies that show therapists and stuff like that like the number one thing is always about building that rapport you know yeah. with the client and stuff and a lot of people I think also have like the misconception that you go to therapy, it's like a a session and you're done. But in reality, you have to sit there and they have to get to know you. They have to understand like what makes you tick um, your, your deep seated fears, your, your past Mm -hmm. traumas. Like they literally have to dig through all of that to try and see. And then they have to nitpick specific things by asking you questions. um, Sometimes having to relive some painful memories and stuff. So it's, it's all about just that, that level of trust and getting to the point of being able to trust someone with your deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. I mean, obviously I just gave up one of my biggest secrets. Uh, I think I might've told one, maybe two people. And I think every time that I did, I was extremely drunk. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, it's all about, you know, finding a way or finding a person that, that you can rely on. And uh, I think you guys were kind of hitting on it before too. Like men are more comfortable with women because when we, when we look at society, we don't feel that we can confide in other men because, well, it's, it's in our nature, you know, we want to be more so the alpha rather than the beta or, or anything less. So if we give up that vulnerability of ourselves to another we're giving them the power. So kind of like uh, in that first episode, Cedric, you know, giving away your power for someone to use it against you or use it in a way that isn't appropriate. Um, I think that's, yeah, I think that's where like guys speaking to guys kind of gets away. Um, The closest thing we get again from like barbershops and stuff might also be like locker room talk. And the older we get, the less we have, unless, you know, you might be part of, you know, some hoity-toity golf club um, or like some other kind of pay-to-play pay to type thing. 
or you know you just you're able to actually open up and and be vulnerable with other people which it's i think that's where the taboo part comes in is that vulnerability and giving up that power yeah let me i got one quick question for you uh before i give my take on why i think or why is there an overall fear behind it now that you you told us you said you only told two people that and now you told the three of us and when we release this episode, there's going to be a lot of listeners who are going to yep. know about this <laughs> now. So I, want, I what I want to find out from you, Chris, is do you feel like there is a weight off of your shoulders now? Like, do you feel better that you have, you know, the courage to to, to say that on a platform like this? Like, Personally, how, how no. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of scared as hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just because I know, like, there are a lot of... Um, co-workers that i've had and and people that could use this against me but i mean at, at this point in my life i think mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter you know um so i it kind of but at the same time like that's just literally me saying it out loud mm-hmm. um, right now it, it hasn't hit me because we obviously haven't made this live yet it'll go live in few days but um i don't know um i feel like i'm able to speak a little bit easier now Mm -hmm. i mean it took me it took me a good good while um after even just thinking about it so yeah could i go in depth on it right now probably not nah (laughs) um should i talk to somebody about it and other things definitely um and that's that's what i'm hoping for uh, come 2021 um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm pretty sure we all have something that that we should and need to talk about you know so yeah well i wish a motherfucker would try to say something about <laughs> to say something to you about something like that man we gotta stomp them out we gotta stomp them out <laughs> the return of smush there ain't gonna be no just security <laughs> no security say, nope. just <laughs> Nah, we got we gotta we gotta take this from a positivity standpoint, and you know, make it a learning lesson for them rather than you know a hospital bill. Oh. Though I appreciate the because <laughs> the, yeah. the back there because in a situation like that, I believe in overwhelming force. So <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and if if Justin's calling out smush, whoosh. oh yeah, it ain't gonna be pretty. Yep. It ain't gonna no, be pretty. Yep. Um, for for me, I think men have a fear of. You know, visiting uh, a therapist kind of piggybacking off of what Dempsey was saying that, you know, I think a man may feel weak that they're seeking help and assistance. And I think that because society's created that norm of, listen, bro, you just need to man up. You need to face your problems like a man and handle it all on your own. I think that's probably why there's there's that underlining fear. Um, and I guess I'm. I can be honest and say that that's probably why I don't ask for help and I'm reluctant to ask for help because I'd rather do things on my own to get it done. And I'll, I'll solve and deal with my own problems, you know, on my own. So, but when I think about that way, it can cause frustrations, I guess you could say. I do think that it is a very daunting task to bring your problems to somebody that you don't know, as opposed to like you guys, you guys are my boys. So it's easy for me to to share a lot of things with you guys to share anything with you guys. And I will hope that I could come to you guys and, and share things that I feel are bothering me. Oh, absolutely. But, right, but I, right. 
But on the flip side to that, I can't always come to you guys because I know that maybe some of the advice that you guys are giving might be subjective. And there's some things that you three will not be able to relate to me on or relate with me on. You know, I'm a father. I'm a husband. You three are not fathers. How do you know? Husbands. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, Well, last time I checked, you guys said that you guys are not fathers (laughs) and I haven't been invited to any weddings or I have not seen you guys propose to anybody. So that's on the way. Jesse got one coming. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Oh, shit. Shit. Um, No, I just think that maybe some of the advice that you guys would give me would be a little, it might be unconscious or or out of place and intentional. But I think if I was to seek a therapist for any issues that I have, I think that they would be coming to me from an objective standpoint and they will be hitting me with a lot of candor. And I like that's and like I was saying with you guys, you guys might be a little subjective because you guys are my boys and y'all just want the best for me. So that's that's kind of my stance on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna run with it, <laughs> right? I think I think there's a, a couple of things for that. Um, one is that you know, for men, it, you know, this has gone back a long time. One is that you know, for men have always been you know kind of the, the breadwinner of the house, so like they've been you know seen as, and it, it, a lot of it is is stress. You know, they you know they go to work, they come back. So a lot of that stress has been building up over time. And I mean, it wasn't until recently that men or that women have been have been able to, you know, go to work, been able to bring home as much money, which, you know, is is nothing they need and all that stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, I'm sure for men, it's been um, there's been a weight taken off of them. But even on that note. I think that uh, it's it's still not gonna make them feel any less stress. Um, but the other thing is that in the society, people lack empathy. People don't know how to put them how to put their feet into other people's shoes. So I mean, we live in such a, a fast-paced society that you know we're going pat we're walking past people every day. And we, you know, you could walk past someone and not even look past them and not even think, oh, you know, this person may, might be having a horrible, horrible day and think, oh, hey, you know, how are you doing? Say something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, next thing you know, that person might be gone. They might be thinking, you know, of, of, of ending their lives, something to that nature, you know, because of mental health, things of that nature. It's just... Like I said, we just we lack empathy. That's just the bottom line right there. I'm picking up what I'm picking up what you're laying down. Like Chris got something he wants to say about something that you said. (laughs) So like would would you would you also say that because of the role we've had in society and everything, that we don't wish to bother others with our problem because we feel we can take care of it ourselves. So we're we're sitting there saying, Well, I've got this, but I don't want to give it to you know, my significant other, or I don't want to give it to my friends or because we also understand that there's, there's inherently stuff being put on everyone's plate. Right. So yeah, if we think that we're supposed to hold on to it, 
because other people have a full plate, other people are going to feel the same way kind of thing. So it's kind of like playing bumper cars with a full car of eggs. Right. I'm thinking that we don't want to bother other people with, with our problems. And at the same time, you know, the other person might be feeling the same way. It, it, I get it that it, it goes both ways. And and even though, like, I know, like Cedric brought up, even though, like, we say we're out there to help each other, which wholeheartedly we, we believe that, right? It doesn't necessarily comfort that person in a way because they still feel like, well, now they're a good person because they would offer their time. So now I don't want to bother them even more. Like, every once in a while, like, I get that kind of feeling, but that's almost like the imposter syndrome that you that you hear and see about in like other situations where it's like oh i'm not good enough for their friendship so why would i burden them uh, right different things like that justin man um so i kind of understand that but i've had a couple experiences man where like random people man just like just sat down next to me and just started talking to me and i was just like mm-hmm. and i mean i listened to them and because i think at the time I realized what it was like sometimes people just needed to get some stuff off their chest like uh i guess remember when i went on my little spiritual journey whatever uh i stayed in the bus station for like 13 hours i met this girl <laughs> uh and she was just like telling me her little her life story and stuff like that and like she went through some stuff and then like i don't know she told me that like she felt like i, I should be a pastor or something like that I don't know why she said that, but like I just sat there and just listened to her story and stuff like that. I didn't judge her or anything like that. I just mm-hmm. like sat there and listened to her. And uh, so I think I've like you hear about these stories where people somebody just uh, sits down and uh, share things, uh, especially uh, being in where I'm at right now. Uh, we do a lot of like sharp training and stuff like that. And then uh, they kind of prepare us for someone. You know, they may randomly come up, tell you that like somebody's done something to them and then they teach us like, you know, how to report it and handle it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So sometimes I feel like going to a random person and just getting something off your chest may help some people. Because think- to me, that's still therapeutic. It may not be in the sense of like going to uh, a psychologist or anything like that. But yeah. I think getting something off your chest or getting something that's deeply uh you know rooted and you kept in secret off your chest is therapeutic in itself yeah i mean for for me um i've always been able to compartmentalize certain you know certain feelings and things like that because kind of like chris was saying you don't want to be a burden to others and sometimes i feel like that is the route that i'd be taking if i was to open up and tell people or project onto, you know, other people as well. Like if I'm having a bad day, I don't even think that I would tell my wife about it because I don't want her to, you know, feel extreme sorrow and sadness because I was having a bad day. I just, I can't see that on other people's faces. So that's why I I wouldn't be comfortable enough to tell other people how I'm doing how, you know, how I'm doing, how I'm handling things, how I'm managing things from, uh, you know, a mental health perspective. And like I kind of said on the other uh, bonus episode, you know, other, you know, like me, I have my own shit. I got a mortgage and a family to worry about. I kind of think, I kind of think that with others too, like other people got shit that's going on in in their lives. I I just don't want to, I just don't want to put them through that trouble, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's why I brought it up. And 
honestly, I think that's a, a good point that Justin had too, that it's, it's probably going to be easier for people if it's someone they don't know. Like, yeah. cause, cause then you don't, you don't have to see them every day. You don't have to worry about like, Hey, did I do this? And then you're always questioning yourself when you're around them. Like, I think that that part is where I think we need to start focusing more and not necessarily just like go up to a random person, you know, in a mall or, you know, <laughs> while you're getting food or something. I mean, yeah, you know, talk like, with people, fuck? you know, <laughs> yeah. but just don't be like, Oh yeah. You know that one time when I was uh, seven years old, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, um, that's where, that's where we have to start allowing ourselves to be okay with therapists because for us, they are literally, you know, strangers to us, you know, yes, we'll build that rapport and all that other stuff, but they're doing it from a professional standpoint to where we don't have to worry about it interfering on a personal level. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the benefits of, you know, seeking that, like you guys were talking about like with your barbers and stuff like that, but like you're building that, that, that relationship. And I feel like that can be more personal than professional at times, you know, yeah. especially like if you end up like seeing them outside of work and stuff like that, like it just, to me, that seems a little bit more close to home as far as like your, your personal life goes rather than like a therapist who's, who's meant solely for that. But I definitely do get the the banter stuff. Cause you know, every time I do go to get my hair cut when I'm not, you know, cutting it myself or growing it out. It's, it's so easy to like have conversations with them. Mm-hmm. But I guess like at what point though, do you consider going to see a therapist? Like, at, you know, at what, what line do you cross between, you know, your friends and then going to see a therapist? Oh, I'm terrible to answer this. Someone else, someone else take this one. Well, before, I, I should have gone. I should have gone. So I many guess, times, so. I guess before we answer that, it looks like Justin has, or wanted to say something. Is that, I think we have to start thinking about things differently. I know you mentioned like the alpha and beta things mm-hmm. uh, earlier, but to be honest with you, I think if you're a true alpha, you wouldn't feel inferior coming to uh, another man about uh, something that they can teach you. Like, that's me personally, how I feel. Um, I'm okay with saying I don't know something or I need help because that's how we improve as men. And my understanding is most of us, we learn from another male. Just And that's just how it seems to go in the current situations that we're in. So if you know something that I don't know, I think it's all about ego too. Uh, So even with going to therapy, I guess, like swallowing your pride and realizing that you need help. Um, Because I know me personally, I still need to go to therapy still, obviously, uh, because where I'm trying to be later in life. I know there's things that I need to work on um, with myself to be a better partner, to be a good father and stuff like that. And so I'm okay with admitting that that doesn't make me feel weak or anything like that. That makes me feel a sense of that. Hey, I'm trying to get where I need to be. and I'm willing to fix myself and understand some of the things that I'm going through. So um, I don't, I think also I'm getting to a point where you guys know how I am. I really don't care about what other people think of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say like, that's 100% true. Cause I'm getting better at it. Because uh, like for the longest time, I, I always did care what people thought of me. But now, yeah, you but know, for the most part, you don't. Yeah, for the most part, like I realize how much stress and like 
anxiety that costs but where you just if you just go out there and be who you are and you just be a good person while trying to do that man life is so much uh less stressful mm-hmm. and right, we as i say, we put most of the stress on ourselves uh it's all of it's fabricated too um and that's that's the crazy thing about it like we worry about our image for people we worry about um, you know, not burdening people and all this other stuff. And if we just let it go and we allow ourselves to, you know, have those conversations, let our, let our ego go, as you were saying, Justin, like the amount of things that we can accomplish, is just, it's, it's grand. And I think this is where women have a lot better of a grip on a lot of things. And men always are, are, are joking around or like being serious about, you know, women and their, and their mood and stuff, but they have such a better grasp, I think. Oh yeah. How to handle themselves when it comes to emotion. Um, and obviously like if, if that's not true, we'd definitely love to hear about it, you know, from, from you ladies and from professionals and stuff, but um, they, they talk to their friends about it. You know, the girl talking stuff like that. Whereas guys, you know, we, we don't talk to guys, you know, we, we think that, you know, maybe maybe being in the relationship and having that wife, you know, that's the only person we can confide in. And, you know, there are times we can do it with friends and stuff, but I think they're more equipped to handle that because they allow themselves to. Yeah, I think men talk about things with one another, except how they're feeling. <laughs> I could talk to you guys about anything, but when it comes to, you know, my, my inner feelings and uh, thoughts. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sex, I'll, like, but, but I, I will say this. I'm, I'm sorry to cut no, you off you personally. I, though. Yeah. Okay. I was going to, I was going to, Go yeah. I, so I was going to say just in general, men probably feel like that, but me, you know, I can come to you guys like, man, yeah, you know, I can. Yeah, because that's what I was saying. Like, thank you. I was like, I remember previous conversations we had where you like kind of like told me like how you actually felt. So I was like, man, yeah. I don't know. I was like, no, you're ready to call me out on that. <laughs> no, I, I don't have a problem. Well, yeah, but I don't have a problem talking to you guys about my feeling. I'm just saying, just like in general, men will yeah. probably feel a little, a little less. They'll probably have more resistance to tell to talk about their feelings with other men. But with with that though, like you've been opening up more in a recent capacity rather than before. And that's, that's where it comes like from experience and stuff. Cause you've probably felt that, that pressure of like holding something in to where it's like, this isn't good to where you felt comfortable enough talking to, to one of us or, or someone else, you know? And that's, mm-hmm. if we can, if we can start instilling that in younger people, right? Like if you can start instilling that into your boys, you know, and they can help other people get to that point too, like at a young age. Obviously, not yeah. right now. Hopefully, um, but like that—that that wisdom that you gain from the negativity that's happened and holding it in, uh, I think mm-hmm. it'd be so much more beneficial if we can give that out at younger ages, like to to men, to where they can start feeling oh, better yeah. sooner. No, I agree with you on Definitely. that. No, I would just, I would just saying I I agree with you on that wholeheartedly, Chris. And um, you know, in my earlier years, and I guess even now, I mean, it just kind of depends. I, I would, like I said earlier, compartmentalize things so that I'm not bothering others and and things like that. I totally agree with you. I hope I didn't contradict myself a little earlier, but yeah, I I do have a, a little bit easier time expressing myself to other men. So. <laughs> But you think it's um, 
like a maturity thing? Because I think that plays a lot into it, too. Oh, yeah. I think nowadays I uh, wear my heart on my sleeve because I'm grown now and I should be able to communicate with people who are not professionals um, as long as I feel that it's enough for them to handle it. Even though I wouldn't want to, like I said earlier, project onto them with my own problems. I do feel myself. I do feel that I'm old enough to be able to do that if I needed to and if I wanted to. If you can handle it. If I can handle it, you said, or if the, the person who's listening can handle it. Well, that, yeah, I mean, yeah, because that is a big difference right there. No, I was, I was asking you. <laughs> oh, no, I, no, no, no. If, uh, no, I was, if, yeah, I was, yeah, I was asking. <laughs> this yeah. or that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Leave All my man same. alone. Leave him alone. Yeah. No, I think we're coming after you, Sid. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Justin. <laughs> Did you, did you want to say something? Because I, I do want to ask you guys a question. Um, I want to make sure that you had everything off your chest before I ended up asking this to you guys. Yeah, no, I think I'm good. I think, uh, like you said, uh, it's just being comfortable with yourself and just being able to have those tough conversations. And I think when you want to grow, I think you open yourself up more. Um, I think you can be selective. Mm-hmm. Uh, about who you talk to and stuff because like me personally like one of the guys that mentors me like he told me he said anybody can be successful you just got to find somebody that was successful and just do the same thing they did pretty much yeah pretty so, much replicate um, it yeah yeah and uh like they're both two older a- african-american gentlemen and like man i've learned so much from i've only been talking to him for like the past two years and i've learned so much you know? mm-hmm. just uh i guess my advice is we just got to drop the egos and you know, be a real man. Like, I think being a real man involves dropping your ego at times. Yeah, putting that pride aside. It's hard to do, but it can be done. Yeah. It can be done. So so let me ask you guys this. And, and Chris, you kind of um, you kind of told us prior to, you know, kind of sitting back and going off the air for a little bit. But I want to find out, like, with issues and traumas that you guys have in your lives and that a therapist may help you overcome – I guess, why haven't you felt completely compelled and, and comfortable to seek that help? But it sounded like everybody here already kind of answered that question. But if you haven't, by all means, p- please feel free to do so. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm good. <laughs> I only talk about one thing. I got, I got plenty more stories from when I was a kid. So I'm, I, I know I should see, you know, a therapist. Um, funny thing, too, is that, like, when, when we moved from Illinois up to Michigan, uh, after after my father passed, it got to the point where I allowed like my anger and stuff like that get to me to where we had to go to family counseling because I I, I literally harbored I don't know if it, I don't really want to say it was hatred um, but like I, I felt like I was always being attacked I felt like I always had to defend myself um, even even with my family um, and and like that came out during the therapy session and I just I didn't feel like I was getting anything out of it, especially considering it was like we were doing it in a family setting and I felt like I was kind of being ganged up on um, being a kid. Obviously I didn't know what was good for me and stuff like that. So of course I'm going to, I'm going to feel that way, but yeah, I just movies haven't really portrayed therapists very well either. Yeah. So I just, agree with that. Yeah. yeah they've done there's, a very a bad job at that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say though, that um kudos to all you high school counselors out there 
oh. and and therapist counselors and stuff for high schools because I know like there are a couple times like I talked to my my counselor uh, more so for advice rather than uh, about like mental health and stuff like that. But I mean he was he was always very receptive, open, and honest about a lot of that stuff to where. I can only imagine some of the conversations he's had to deal with, um, you know, any child abuse situations, any uh, relationship issues and stuff like that. Like they, they take the biggest brunt of it. Um, And that's, that's one of the things I think that is always in the back of my mind is like, if it's their job, how much abuse are they taking Mm -hmm. and how much are they seeking to, to get that wellness for themselves too? Because, they're the ones we go to talk to. So who do they who go do they to talk, talk to? to? You know? Right. So. You think about all the secrets that they have. Well, I'm sure that they. Pro- That's a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Man, they're going to rule the world with all that knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, any issues that I've had in the past that a, that a therapist can, can help me on, help me overcome and why I haven't really felt comfortable enough to seek the help. I think. For me, I would probably be in denial a little bit with what they find troubling. I don't know if I would be able to handle that. And I think that's because, you know, like I was saying earlier, like with you guys, I know that I would be able to handle it because you guys are subjective and you guys want to be coming from a a bad place. And we sugarcoat it. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Well, I don't think that you guys would sugarcoat (laughs) it, but I think that you guys would. Yeah, maybe you guys will sugarcoat yeah. it. Just, just <laughs> a little bit, you know. Tiny we, bit, we you know. Tell you, we tell you the truth, but we kind of ease into it. Yeah. yeah, and I feel that maybe a therapist will just hit me right in the face with it, just or right in the chest, too. So, like, you know what? This is how it is. This is what you've been doing. This is what you need to do. If you can't stand the heat, get the fuck out the kitchen. That's kind of <laughs> how I feel that they would probably go about getting to that. Cedric, maybe. meet bus. Bus, meet Cedric. <laughs> and so (laughs) it's you know they have the educational background they have the credentials and they would totally be qualified to do that and they could be very objective in what they find i just i don't know if i'd be able to handle that that let's get real moment you know (laughs) that might kind of scare me a little bit (laughs) what's up justin (laughs) oh I guess I'm going to go on record saying this because it is what it is. And this is like <laughs> what I personally believe. Like, so you know how we go to college, right? Yeah. We study, we study, we study, right? So we have book knowledge and then we get on the real world and things are different. <laughs> Develop a so, street knowledge. Street knowledge. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So <laughs> we agree that there's knowledge can be attained in different ways. Yes. So yes. me personally, I feel like I was still relate more to someone else that's been in my shoes and has lived a similar life versus somebody that's read about my life or read about people with the same issues because we're all different and stuff like that and i think so me personally i guess i'm gonna go on record and say i just believe in the untraditional method of therapy a lot of us may not feel comfortable going in there and sitting in that room and doing that but when you're in the a barber chair or like when I'm sitting on your couch or something like that, that's in a more relaxed environment. Mm-hmm. And so I just believe, I guess, in the uh, untraditional ways of it, because that's what makes me feel more comfortable. I've done both methods. And like I said, as a kid, I had to go to therapy and 
the lady that I opened up to, it was in an untraditional way mm-hmm. in, in itself of doing that and stuff like that. And um, so, like I said, I'm okay with, I guess, the untraditional uh, method. But yeah. if you, but I definitely uh, approve of people self-healing and going out there and getting help and stuff like that. So I don't want people to always think that you actually got to go to a shrink to get help. The same thing would happen with just with Chris getting that off his chest. You know, I feel like, like he said, it's like a weight off his chest. We're not therapists, but he mm-hmm. feels relieved telling us that and sharing that story. And I think by him doing that, man, that's going to help out so many other people that's listening to this podcast. Maybe they might go out and seek help or go talk to somebody about situations that may have happened to them as a kid. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, Chris, kudos to that. I hope I hope that this is just the first stepping stone in order to heal. Uh, hopefully yeah. you'll 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 still take the necessary steps in order to yes, like I like I said heal properly and quickly so maybe yeah. it might not be a quick process but it'll be oh, a no. it'll it'll be <laughs> a full like process so it's, yeah. that stuff can't be cured overnight so and like uh for me like the whole relatability stuff it it definitely makes sense and I agree with Justin on on that but for me I think that's like one of the early steps and not like the the end all be all just because there are certain things that psychologists and sociologists and stuff can, can help you figure out. Like, I mean, just, you know, having that street sense, you know, yeah, I've been through this. They might not know exactly how to connect all those dots in a way that actually like breaks it down to a digestible manner and that in a full on healthy way. Cause it's kind of like, you know, when we, when we talk about like our diets, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and we talk to each other and we talk to people who, you know, focus on their diet for lifting, focus on their diet for running. They're not dietitians, but they do have things that they've done that have helped them reach their, their goals and obtained what they want from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely a good start. But as a whole package, I think adding that that professional, whether it's the the type that you have to have your insurance for or, you know, some of the free resources that are out there. Um utilizing something like that to kind of finish it off and get to that, that finish line. Cause you know, we have to look at this as like a marathon, you know, for ourselves, for our Mm -hmm. lives, having that relatability is perfect. That that's before you hit the first wall, second wall type thing. Mm -hmm. But in order to just keep on driving, you know, honestly, I don't know what, you know what marathons are like because I, I, I my shape so i can't really say how long those are but like i would i would think that when you're getting towards the end like you're you're getting that feeling of, of sense of relief and you can see the finish line but the problem is, is your body is wearing down and, and just breaking down to the point where you need something to push you that extra extra little bit yeah you know and i think that's where that that professional style i think can help get you over that finish line to the end because mm-hmm. your your body's weak you're, you're you've lost the nourishment and stuff like that and they'll be the ones that at the end of the finish line give you that water that protein the banana all that stuff to help hydrate and and keep your muscles from seizing up and you know having issues down the road right right that's just that's just my thought on it and and the relatability part is i think the biggest stepping stone uh, and I don't want to discredit that at all because I do believe in that uh, in in a huge way too. I think you're doing good. I don't think you're discrediting it at all. Um, so I think like 
I think it depends on your issues, I guess. Like for yeah. most of my issues, I felt comfortable with the therapy that I've been seeking. Mm-hmm. Or well, not seeking, I guess, just sitting in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> just, just chilling at the house, you know. Yeah, uh, yo, before uh before we wrap everything up, I I, I want to ask you guys just one other quick question. Um I wanted to ask you guys what steps do you plan to take to be more open to seeking therapy since it's so taboo? Uh, well, since I dropped that bomb, I guess I'll, I'll start. Um, so <laughs> obviously with me starting a new job, uh, I'm hoping that like once, once I get to the a certain point and can get insurance and hopefully I, I last that long, which I believe I will. Um, one of the first things I'm going to do obviously is just an overall health check, uh, including mental health, just because you guys after, after 2020, some of the isolation, whether you believe in the virus or not, I'm, I'm sure you've still done something to ease the burden on society uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, people that have and disconnecting and stuff like that. Like we all have something that we have to talk about at some point in time. Um, and I think it's going to be a good thing to do in 2021 because we got to, we have to recover from 2020, I think. Um, yeah. All both, of us do. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Both financially and um, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all that. So, um, but the steps I'm going to take is once I, once I have that insurance, the health insurance, which different topic for a later time, I'm sure we can get into, but um, I plan on at least setting up, some kind of initial thing looking at what my plan has so I can, I can actually take those steps because once, once I can free myself from that, I can start being happier. Um, and not like the, the false happy that I give myself, but like a true happy and like what, what Justin and Cedric were saying, just caring less about what people think. Um, cause in reality, the people, the people who actually matter, don't mind the people that mind don't matter. Uh, we've heard it before, but it's so true. Um, cause we, what we've got us for, I've got a couple other friends that I hold dear and I mean, in reality, that's all I need. I mean, yeah. and I would love to have a significant other, but you know, I mean, you guys, you guys, yeah, we'll, say that for an, we'll, <laughs> we'll say that for another episode, um, <laughs> break uh, but you, I mean, you just got to manifest. Yeah. Um, it, guys, once, once you start feeling better about yourself, and start taking those right steps and, and everything like things start falling into place more than, you know, because when you have that, that positivity, that smile on your face, you're exuding that energy and it's mm-hmm. contagious and people can see it. So at least that's just, that's my take on it all. Yeah. I do appreciate you saying that you're going to stop caring less about what people say. I'm with you on it. You hope to. I hope to. Man, I've, been, I, I've been trying to do that for a while on my own. So man, I'm, I, I'm so quick to say, man, fuck y'all. I'll give you, but then you kind of feel man. bad about it too a little bit. Damn. I don't know, man. I'm just like, man, whatever, man. If you man, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dempsey? Uh, I guess what steps do you plan to take to be more open to, to seek therapy if you need it? Uh, I would say uh, find a better job, but you know I know that probably won't be happening anytime soon. <laughs> but, wow. 
I mean, um, keep positivity out there, man. Yeah, speak, I, I know. Speak, I know. Speak it into existence, man. Just let's just hope that your current employer don't listen to this podcast. Hey, man. Hey, man. That's it <laughs> is what it is. No. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. But um, you know, just it listening, you know, to people, you know, just um, having little conversations with people. That's the best you can do because. Yeah. Even it's you know even if it's not on a daily basis just every other because that can go a long ways keeping yourself healthy even if it's just going on a small walk all that serotonin into your brain yeah 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 um other than that you know a new job um (laughs) keeping yourself healthy i was gonna say if you need help looking for anything dempsey just let us know all right i appreciate it man i appreciate it Good deal. What about you, Jay Will? Man, uh, so you guys know I'm a pretty like spiritual person, and I feel like the universe gives you what you need when you need it most. Mm. And that's especially true for me because uh, like I've, I've gone to therapy and stuff like that, and a lot of the issues I think I've been able to heal from and stuff like that. But uh, some of the individuals that I met in 22, uh, 2020 have been more therapeutic for me, just like this one girl, like, you know, I was talking to her and she just had like a really good soul and stuff like that. She was easy to talk to. And like, she provided good pushback on certain subjects and like getting me to talk about it and stuff like that. And it just made me like start like self-analyzing. I think I've always been a really good uh, at self-analyzing myself and knowing what I need and what I don't need and stuff. So me personally right now, I don't foresee myself really going to a shrink or anything like that. Um, I'm lucky to have the options here. Uh, we do have behavior uh, help specialists that mm-hmm. uh, you can just go to. So, but man, I, I enjoy conversations like these and talking to other people and just even listening to their problems and stuff like that and seeing how they handle solutions, uh, handle the situation. I think that's more therapeutic for me and it's helping me. So um, like I said, I think we all in some way know what we need and what we don't need. So you just got to find out what you need and then create your plan and go from there. I like that. I can dig that, man, for real. That's what's up. Uh, I think for me, I just got to be open and honest with myself, you know, more often I feel like I just need to get out of my own way. You know what I mean? I got to stop being my own worst enemy. Like I got to start thinking about what's what's the, what's the best thing that can happen. This, I mean, it's not like they're going to come they're down. They're not going to turn you away. Yeah, they're, they're definitely not going to turn <laughs> they want me that away. Money, right? They do want that money. <laughs> but they're not going to judge me. And, you know, I, I think that's probably one of the main things that I need to I need to do is just get real with myself about it. If I was to seek therapy, it's it's there to it's there to be beneficial, or at least I will hope so, and I do believe so, and I I think that it can be. I just just have to go get it. Just have to go do it. And show some show some initiative to be intentful to get that that help that I, that I need. Yeah. So, and the the mentality of looking at the positive side, we all too often we always look at the negative side yeah what, what could go wrong changing that mindset i think would be huge too mm-hmm. um but then uh one last thing for me like what what justin was saying like he he's already had that professional help and stuff 
to me, there are going to be some scars, wounds, whatever you want to call them that I don't think you can fully heal from. And honestly, that's okay. You know, it, it's okay to not be okay. Like we were saying uh, before, uh, I think in, in the first podcast, like you don't have to fully recover from everything. As long as you understand being positive about things, learning from things and just loving yourself, I think is, is a huge thing. Uh, and it, it boils down to so many, so many small moving parts, but just, just understanding that if you can't fully heal from something that you're not less of a person for it, mm-hmm. there, there are just times that you can't, you can't let that thing go for whatever reason. Um, and I think there, there's some other people out there too, um, whether they're in the professional field or not, they could probably, you know, speak more towards that, but just, just know that if you think that you're lesser because of not being able to get over something, don't, you're not lesser because of it. Well said. Very well said. Thank you, Chris. But more importantly, I still gotta, I still gotta tip my hat off to you for being so brave and courageous with, telling us you know one of your deepest darkest traumas that doesn't that not everybody Stay tuned for later episodes and more stories (laughs) and to to, (laughs) and to our listeners you know please listen with an open mind on this episode because of what was what was said and 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 explained and expressed you know i said you don't have to worry about my feelings guys um but definitely keep an open mind and heart on that stuff Yes, please listen with yeah. care and don't and be all stupid, the... people. Please, <laughs> yeah, because we really don't want to fuck you up. We really don't. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'll see you throw that exactly. out. <laughs> yeah, we'll get smushed, man. Yeah. I'm trying to be self righteous, or when well, I self righteous, I kind of deal with the Lord. Got leave coming up. No, no overseas, but, man. But in reality, I mean, there are always going to be those people, right? That's yeah. that's the whole whatever um but regardless like i think i'm starting to feel like that whole that that weight kind of lifting a little bit more just because yeah i know you feel a lot better i know like when i when i when i think about it like again going back to like you know what's the best that can happen from this sort of thing like best thing in my opinion is that it'll reach people that need to have that serious talk about it with themselves in order to go see someone because of either something that's happened like this to them, or, you know, they know a friend that this has happened to uh, and, and just really helping to either guide them or give them that push that they need. So um, yeah, y'all don't have to be sensitive with me. I am a sensitive person. That's why I'm a teddy bear, but it's okay. I'll recover from it. And hopefully 2021 with all the, all the advice and everything I'm going to be seeking will help me get over it to where I'll let it roll off. Um, I usually like to joke around about that stuff anyways, too. But Well, I just want people, when they do listen to this, I just want them to show a little bit of empathy, sympathy, and compassion, the whole nine. So just please listen without judgment, and, and please listen with an open mind because we love you guys. Um yeah, that, that does it for this episode. We really appreciate you guys for joining us. This is a very powerful episode. We cannot wait to, to do this again. We are the men of the year. 
your mama's favorite, let me emphasize, favorite group of men. She only likes it that way. I'm Cedric, and with me, Chris, Dempsey, and Justin, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Men of the year, men of the year, men of the year, men of the year.